Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. to make the world recognize our world. Socrates, Galileo, Einstein have left their imprint on the pages of our history and the world is better for their having been here. On the negative side of the letter, in blood-red ink, we find the same driving ambition in the names of Attila the Hun, Jack the Ripper, Adolf Hitler. This is a tale of ambition. It is for you to judge on what side of the ledger it is to be recorded. Huh? What's this? Buying a drink. You mind? Hey, look, mister. I came in here for a nice, quiet Blass. afternoon. Harry Blass is my name. Blass? That's right. You know me? Yeah. Hey. Take your free drink and split, mister. Hey, get your grubby paws off me, copper. I only thought you could use a little money. Hey, beat it, punk. You'll be coming to me, Bert, begging for my help. Maybe then I won't want to listen. Our mystery drama, The Blood Red Ink, was written especially for Mystery Theater by Sidney Sloan and stars Fred Green. It is sponsored in part by Cat's Paw, Heels and Souls. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Bert Gilbert wasn't in a very good mood that evening when he came home to supper. It had been a long and tiring day, full of dull police routine. The meeting with Harry Blass upset him. Blass was a small-time racketeer mixed up in a dozen or more dirty deals. Bert thought later that perhaps he should have played along with him found out what Harry's angle was. But he was too wary to play cop. There was something else in the back of his mind that bothered him. He had recently taken the examination for detective. As yet, he had received no word on it. I'll have the food on the table in a minute, Bert. Don't get impatient. Okay, okay. No hurry, Colin. Want another beer while you're waiting? Uh, no, thanks. Yeah, Mike dropped me off at the pub when we finished our tour. I wondered why you were late. I was only 20 minutes late coming in the door. Uh, I mean, <laughs> haven't I got a right to relax after a day driving around in a squad car? Hmm? You're sure, Bert. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to criticize you. Here's dinner. That beef stew. Your favorite. Yeah, beef stew. Uh, thanks, Helen. That's just what I needed. Here, pass me your plate. Huh? Mm-hmm. I'm... I'm sorry I yelled at you. Forget it. You'll feel better after dinner. I've got to be better. Couldn't be worse. Thinking about that exam. Why haven't I heard? Oh. Oh, I just remembered. You have a letter from the board. Came this morning. 
What? Where is it? Sit right where you are. I'll get it. Uh, yeah, here it is. Here you are, Bert. So, what does it say? Yeah. You read it. Oh, Bert. Well, don't be discouraged. Discouraged? I ought to jump up and down with joy, huh? Open the windows and tell the whole neighborhood, right? It's always next year. You can take it again. Helen, I'm 35. I've been on the force seven years. I haven't moved one inch up the ladder since I graduated from the academy. 35 isn't old. <laughs> yeah, it's old when you're not moving ahead. Come on, eat your dinner. It's getting cold. You'll be in a better mood after you've eaten. Yeah, hey, sure, I'll get it. Sure. Probably Myrna wants me to play bridge with the girls. Wednesday's our club day. Hello, Myrna. Helen? Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. I yeah, thought you Bert were... Yeah, there. Uh, yeah, he's here. Bert, it's Mike. Okay, okay, I'm coming. Yeah. Hi, Mike. What's up? Me. I'm up. I got it. You're talking to Mike Culligan, Detective Third Class. Hey, Mike, congratulations. You deserve it. And congratulations to you, old buddy. Bert Gilbert and Mike Culligan together, defenders of the faith, spoilers of crooks. Mike, I didn't get it. You what? I washed out. Well, you couldn't have. You coached me. You were the one who knew all the answers. You should have been on top of the list. I should have been, yeah. I'm still flatfoot, Mike. Come on, you can't let it get you down. Look, why don't you and Helen come out with Gretchen and me, and, and we'll celebrate. Yeah, uh, Thanks, Mike, but I, I don't think tonight I'd be good company. Hello? Uh, yeah, this is Patrolman 342987, Bert Gilbert. I'm calling Captain Sullivan. Yeah. Right. I'll hold. What? Uh, no, it's a personal matter. No, n no, no. I'd like to tell it to Captain Sullivan himself. He... Okay, okay. I'll uh, put it in writing to him. Thanks. He talked to you? No, Mike. His secretary says for me to put it in writing to him. Yeah, well... Uh, sure, sure, he's a busy man. Yeah, right, busy man, Mike, right. Put it in writing. Yeah, well, why not? I'll tell you why not. Because I want to see him face to face and ask him why I got passed over. Seven years, Mike. Seven years out of my life, and I can't get in to see the boss and ask a simple question. Come on, you're making too much out of this, Bert. <laughs> you're a fine one to talk. In seven, eight days, you'll be out of this dull rat race. No more riding around the squad car for you, no. No more dull routine. You'll be wearing plain clothes, getting detectives paid. Look, come on, get back in the car. You're making a scene out here on the street. So, what do I care? You get back in the car and leave me alone, huh? I can't leave you, hear me? We haven't completed our tour of duty. Tour of duty? Do I hate that cop lingo? Listen, old buddy. You complete our tour of duty, huh? I need a drink. Bert, you asleep? No. Can I get you something? A glass of warm milk? No, 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 Helen, thanks. You keep tossing and turning. You've got to get your rest. 
What for? You won't be fit for work tomorrow if you don't get some sleep. Helen, I've been suspended. What? Suspended. You know what the word means. How long? Five days. What for? I quit work a little early last Tuesday. You what? I just felt like I couldn't work a minute more, so... How early? 35 minutes. I don't understand. Yeah, I do. I'm tired and I'm fed up. But you could have applied for a leave if you weren't feeling well. I'm sure they'd have given you time to get yourself together. Yeah, well, I got the time. Five days suspended without pay. Oh, Bert. Helen, don't get upset. It it got me what I wanted. What? I wanted to see Captain Sullivan. Ask him why I got passed over when the commissions were being handed out. He finally saw me and I had a chance to tell him what I thought of the whole business. You didn't say anything insulting? No, 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 no. I didn't insult him. But uh, I got a little head up. Well, he listened to everything and then he sat down at his desk and said he thought I needed a vacation. (laughs) Without pay. Oh, Bert. It's going to be on your record. So what? Up to now, towing the line hasn't got me much, Helen. What have I got to lose? Huh? What's the idea? I I didn't order another... Find your drink, copper. Listen, I told you the last time what you could do with your drink, mister. Blash is your name, copper. Harry, to my friends. Why do I always find you crawling up my back? Look, copper, I'm not going to... stop calling me copper. But you are a cop, ain't you? You ashamed of it? Get lost. I know a lot about you. I had my eyes on you for a long time. I'm beginning to lose my patience Now, wait a minute. I can help you. (laughs) And you want something from me in return? Huh? Listen, you come to the wrong guy. I have just been... Suspended. I know. Uh, How do you know that? I got friends in the right places. I'm getting you back to work, and the suspension wiped off your record. Ah, big-time operator, huh? Yeah. I'd just, uh, like to do you a favor. Why? One hand washes the other. Oh. Who writes your material, huh? What? Writes my what? Forget it. Look, I'm serious. You want to shake on it? Look, Harry... If I shake hands with you, I count my fingers afterwards. <laughs> you got a sense of humor. I like that. Oh, we're going to get along. I'm going to make you glad I'm your friend. I got great plans for you. Hello? Yeah? Where? I'll be there in ten minutes. Who is that, Bert? Uh, friend, uh, wants me to come over the bowling alley for an hour, so, uh, uh, you don't mind, do you? You never bowl. I, 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 I just took it up. Uh, um, they have a pool there, too. If, if we get tired of bowling, we can shoot a little pool. Bert, this isn't like you. Do you realize this is the third time this week you've had some reason to go out after dinner? Third time, huh? I, uh, really wasn't counting, Helen, uh... How many weeks have I just sat here reading the paper or looking at the boob tube? Uh, how many times? All right, all right. I don't mean to argue, sir. Go out. Just don't be too late. Got to be out of here tomorrow morning at 7. Remember? 
Uh, look, it just occurred to me that you might have something on your mind. Uh, you don't think I'm running around with another woman, do you? Bert, that never entered my mind. Yeah, well, good. I'm, I'm not chasing around, Helen. You're still my girl after eight years. Don't you forget it. I know, darling. I, I know that. Now, who can that be? Hi, stranger. Hey, Mike. Uh, where in the world have you been? Uh, I haven't heard from you or seen you in over two weeks. That's uh, why I came over. Oh, you know how it is. Uh, hey, you big shot detectives don't cross our paths too often. Uh, you're too busy with important assignments. <laughs> come on, old buddy. You're putting me on. Aren't you going to ask me in? Mike, come in. Please, come in. Bert's only kidding. But I'm not kidding. <laughs> Look, the reason I came over was to ask you guys to go to the movies with us. Gretchen's waiting in the car. And uh, we... Mike, I've got another engagement. Uh, but maybe Helen would like to go. But I've got to run right now. I'm ten minutes late. Can't you break that other engagement? I wanted to see you, talk to you. Can't. Gotta go. Bye. See you later, Helen. Mike. Oh, well, that was what I'd call kind of abrupt. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sure Bert didn't mean to be rude. Uh, it was a good imitation. Well, Helen, what about it? You want to go to the movies with us? Uh, no, thank you, Mike. But... Please forgive Bert. He's upset because he didn't make detective with you. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I'm worried. Well, he'll get over it. <laughs> it isn't what I'm worried about. Helen, I'm going to tell you something I shouldn't. Bert is my best friend and... Well, look, Helen, he's in trouble. Or he will be if he continues as he's going. I don't understand. He's hanging around... Being palsy-wowsy with a slimy character by the name of Blass. Mike! I'm sure you're wrong. Hey, I wish I was. This Harry Blass guy is mixed up with a thousand crooked deals and he manages to slip out and around the law every single time the police catch up with him. And you think Bert is involved with this man? I know he is. Look, as a friend, I'm asking you to get him to stop seeing Blass. Immediately. Oh, good Lord. Please, remember I never said a word to you. He mustn't know that I talked to you. Okay, Mike. You're a friend. A real friend. Bert Gilbert has taken a dangerous step. His association with Harry Blass can only lead to dishonor in prison. He seems to believe that he can beat the law by jumping in getting what he wants, and then quickly getting out. In his frustration and disappointment, he is forgetting the irreparable damage he will be doing to himself and his wife. We will be back shortly with Act Two. When Helen Gilbert heard that her husband was associating with underworld characters, she couldn't believe it. Bert had been an honest, hard-working police officer until he met with a big disappointment. He had flunked his examination for detective, despite the fact that he had worked hard and knew all the answers well enough to coach his friend and fellow officer, Mike Culligan, who passed. He felt cheated, angry, and reckless. I tell you, it's a piece of cake. I got it all laid out. Only one hitch. Wait a minute. Hold on, Bless. 
Aren't you making a big mistake spilling all this to me? I'm a cop. So what? You wouldn't like to grab off your pension money with one little job? Pension money? Look, you got to wait 13 more years before you begin to collect, right? How do you know how long? I, I... know. So you wait 13 years and you get your dough. They dribble it out to you in crumbs, a little piece of bread each month. Yeah? And your way? Big pieces of bread. Now. Three or four times and you're rich. In six months or less, you retire from the force. You can forget the pension. Yeah? You got more money than you ever thought you would have in your dreams. And you got it nice and safe, where no one can touch it, in a private Swiss bank account. You make it sound easy. It is. And it pays big. But you said there was a hitch. A little one. Little? How little? Someone has got to walk out with the stuff in his pocket. Stuff? Diamonds, Bert. A bag full. Uncut. Big, expensive diamonds. Impossible to trace. Look, uh, you know 47th Street between 5th and 6th, right? She's the biggest diamond center in the world. Maybe. Amsterdam's the biggest. But here's the layout. You will be in the neighborhood in your squad car. Wait a minute. How can I explain my being there? Well, it's in the general area you patrol, right? It's in the area. Well, you will get a call on your car radio sending you to the scene of the crime. Call? A phony call. It'll be on our own shortwave transmitter right in the neighborhood. No one will be hearing it but you. It'll sound official. We've got it all set up and we've tested it. It can't be heard in the next block. Yeah, but it'll be hard to explain later. That's where your partner comes in. You're not going to include him in the deal? Of course not. But, uh... He becomes your alibi, you get it? He'll swear the call came from the official police dispatcher. He will think it's the real thing. So how do I get the loot? You go in, you catch the thief, arrest him. He slips the diamonds into your pocket. You get him outside and push him into the police car and call in and tell him you made an arrest. What about the thief? He's clean as the snow. They've got nothing on him. Can't be identified, fake wig, eyeglasses... He won't have the loot on him. No evidence. The wig and glasses get dumped into the garbage before you hit the street with him in cuffs. He's got no record. He spends the night in the slammer. Next day, his lawyer springs him, and you turn the diamonds over to me. Oh. There'll be a hot dog stand in front of the precinct station. You slip it to him as you pass. We'll take care of your cut as soon as we dispose of the diamonds. Wait a minute, wait a minute. How, how do I know that I won't be the fall guy? Do all the dirty work and then get the blunt end of the stick. Bert, you got to trust me. We're a big organization. We do business in a legitimate way. We got help in the right place in case of trouble. Okay. But, uh, listen, Blass. Yeah? Don't try to pull a fast one on me. Helen, I won't be able to make it home for supper. I'm I'm going to be a little late. Where are you, Bert? Uh, uh, don't ask me any questions. I'm I'm with a friend. We're talking business. But do you want me to hold supper till you come? No, no. I I, I said no. Do, uh, don't you understand me? Yes, Bert. So when will you get home? Uh, when you see me come in the front door. 
Uh, Helen, are, are you still on the line? Yes. Uh, you crying? I'm all right. Helen, I'm sorry I'm short with you. I'm, I'm a little tired. It's okay. I understand. Yeah. Okay, I'll see you later. Bert? Yeah? Mike was here about 20 minutes ago. He called twice before to talk to you. He said for you to call him and meet him someplace. He said it was urgent. <laughs> Good old Mike, huh? Uh, so what's he doing, playing Sherlock Holmes? Bert, he's your friend. You've said it yourself, your best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, I'll call him, Helen. Uh, bye. See you, see you later. Hey, Bert, I thought you were just going to call your wife. That's what I did. Took you an awfully long time. You checking up on me? Because if you are, the whole deal's off. Either you trust me... Oh, come on, come or... on. You got a short fuse. Take it easy. Uh, well, stop breathing down my back, huh? I said we had a deal, and I meant it. Just naturally careful, Bert. Sit down. You know, uh, you do look a little worried. Maybe I am. My old partner... Mike Culligan? He, yeah. He's caught on that you and I are seeing a lot of each other. Yeah? So? Well, he's a new detective. So he wants to look like one. You talk to him? Why not? Oh, uh, nothing about our business. You sure? Because if you did, he wouldn't like it. He? Who is he? Never mind. Look, Blass... If you want me in on this thing, don't hold out on me, huh? I got to know who's involved. I thought I was working with you. Now you let me know you got a boss. I can't tell you that, Bert. He'll let you know who he is when he feels the time is right. As for your buddy Mike, I'm leaving it up to you to keep him out. He's my friend. You wouldn't spill it if he did know. You sure of him? Absolutely. Have you uh, settled on a date? Well, there's a big shipment coming in from South Africa on the 20th. We'll give them two days to check it out. The 22nd? Yeah, definite. So how's your man going to get into the place? Security's pretty tough in that business. We've been in touch from San Francisco. Phony setup from out there with a fancy letterhead. Our man will be arriving in New York on the night of the 21st. The next morning, he will arrive at their door with all his forged credentials... And go right in. And so when do I come in? When you answer the call from the police's dispatcher. The one that you've got set up, the, uh, the, the fake. Right. Like I told you the other day. I just want to be sure. Good. <laughs> keep checking and, uh, hey, keep an eye on your old buddy, Mike. Another cup of coffee, Bert? Uh, no, no, Helen, I've had all the coffee I want. I, uh, I gotta run. Uh, what time is it? My watch is slow. About four minutes to seven. Oh, that gives me four minutes to get down the stairs and into the car. My new partner, Pete, will be picking me up. Goodbye, darling. Have a good day and try to come home early. Okay, darling, if, if you say so. Hello, Bird. Well, imagine meeting you on the stairs, Mike. What's up, detective? Well, I don't know what you're up to, Bert, but I can make a good guess. Uh, Mike, you're my friend. My good friend. 
And I am now going to ask you to butt out of something that is no business of yours. Look, I think it is my business. Number one, I'm a cop. A detective. Look, are you sore at me because I got it and you didn't? Not at all. I'm your friend. Once you said your best friend. Mike. I know you're I... mixed up in some rotten business with Blast. And I swear to you, friend or not, I'll get you. <laughs> you're even getting to talk like a detective. Hey, you're terrific. Good hunting, Sherlock. Here. You left a telephone message with my wife. But I didn't want to meet you here. The bowling alley, I told her. Yeah, I know. But I wanted to see your place. See how the better class lives. Hey, some joint you got here, Blass. Uh, a little flashy, but uh, quite elegant. All in great taste. Okay, okay, you've seen it. Now get out. I'll meet you in five minutes. I'll let you out through the cellar door in the back. What's all this cloak and dagger stuff? Hey. You jumpy? Yeah, yeah, I'm jumpy. And you want to know why? Your buddy, Mike Culligan, has got a tap on my phone and yours. A tap? You must be kidding. It's hard to get permission for a tap. How do you, how do you know? Never mind. I know. Oh, that's right. You have connections. Still, it's hard to believe. It's real. I got it from a source I can trust. Who? Don't ask questions, and you'll live a lot longer. Punk... Are you threatening me? No, Bert. I ain't threatening you. You're important. The scam won't work without you. But don't ask me to tell you things that I can't give out. I told you that before. When it's the right time, you'll meet the key man. Okay. Is that all you got to say? That you think our phones have been tapped? No, think. It's for sure. Now, there is one other little thing we cover. What? Detective Culligan... Okay. I'll handle it. You sure you want to take care of it? Wait a minute. What does that mean? Well, he's getting too close, Bert. He'll blow the whole thing. I told you. I'll take care of him. How? Talk to him? Cut him in on a small piece? It won't work. He's straight. He won't play. He's my friend. He won't do anything to hurt me. Yeah? He's got a bug on your phone. I tell you, there's no other way but to... Now, listen, Blass. Bert, we don't take chances. I'll get to him. Talk to him. No good. There's only one way to stop him. Okay, that's it. I'm through. You're asking me to be party to a murder. The murder of a man I have known Bert, since... Bert, let me tell... Yeah, that wasn't what I agreed to, and I don't want it. Find somebody else. All right, all right. And look, personally, I ain't so hot about that kind of business either. It could be trouble. The boss wanted it. I didn't. He don't like uh, we should take chances. Uh, look, I respect your feelings, Bert. It's it's something that's, uh, well, kind of hard to live with after. You know what I mean? You talk about murder as though you were planning a little fix on a horse race. I tell you, it's out. Or I am. Okay, okay. It's out, Bert. You sure? My word. I give you my word. <laughs> Your word. I've been on the up and up with you. You know it. Harry, I'm going to take your word. And I'm going to hold you to it. You and your boss both. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. No problem. All I got to do is tell the boss. Tell him how you feel. He'll go along. <laughs> hey, Bert. 
He needs you. Despite the fact that everything was working out as he had wanted it to, Bert was nervous. He had never in his life got involved in anything so upsetting. Even though he'd been on the police force for seven years and had faced dangers so regularly that it was almost commonplace. This was different. He was mixed up in a dirty business. Something that all his moral values found repugnant. Nevertheless, he seemed determined to see it through. I'll be back shortly with Act Three. the night before the day set for the robbery. Bert met Harry Blass on a street corner and he hailed a cab. Since Harry knew that his phone and Bert's were tapped, he varied his meeting place with Bert to make it impossible to set up any kind of trap. They ride in silence for some minutes and then Harry begins to give Bert his final instructions. Now, Bert, at 18 minutes before 11 tomorrow morning, you will be turning off 5th into 47th Street. I understand. You will get the call on your radio at exactly 16 minutes before 11. The one we're setting up. The uh, phony one? Yeah. It will come in maybe five minutes before the official call will come in. Five minutes? That's not much time. With traffic, uh, before we answer it, get up the elevator. It might might take ten minutes or more. It's got to be five minutes, no more. Or the rest of the police will be right in there with us. Okay, I'll try to move. I want to warn you. You'll have a different partner in your car tomorrow. Wait a minute. What about Pete? He's been Mike's replacement. He's off on another assignment. Uh-huh. I see. You manage that. Uh, what for? I thought it might be better if you got a temporary new partner. Just out of the academy. Just got a badge and a revolver. We could go Friday. Her? Well, you don't mind, do you? Oh, good-looking dame. 27, 28. Uh-huh. And we got her through your friend? Yeah. I told you I have connections in the uh, right places. And she knows what's going on? She ain't in on nothing. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, something else. Your friend uh, Mike Culligan won't be around when all this happens. What do you mean? Relax. We got a good break. Culligan is in Arizona. Left this afternoon. Extradition business. He was sent to pick up a con out of Arizona State Prison. Won't be back till Monday. Oh, that's good. Yeah, thanks. Hey, don't thank me. Just coincidence. Yeah, yeah, I'll bet. Okay, uh, give the cabbie your address and then we'll... Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, better drop me at the pub. I'll have a beer and I'll have an excuse for coming home late. Oh, Bert. Oh, Helen, I, uh, uh, sorry for being so late, dear. That's uh, all right, Bert. I'm getting used to it. Now, Helen, don't take that kind of tone. I waited dinner for you. Then Mike arrived. Mike? He came here? But he couldn't have. He left for Arizona. As a change he... of plans, Bert. Hey, Mike. I called the warden in Arizona and told him I was delayed. I hope my change of plans hasn't disturbed you too much. A change of plans? Uh, what plans? Drop it, Bert. You knew I was scheduled to go to Arizona, and you know why I was being sent out of town. No. No, why? Uh, look, I didn't invite you into my home, Detective Culligan, but I'm inviting you out right Bert, now. Don't say anything you're going to regret. Stay out of this, Helen. You, 
Culligan. Out. Bert, please. Pardon me, Detective. I, uh, I forgot to ask if you had a warrant to enter my house. Have you? Now, Bert, you know I have no search warrant. No warrant for my arrest. Bert. Then what are you doing here? The door is open, Mr. Culligan. Good night, Helen. Bert, you know, you once said to me, nothing worse than a dirty cop. Well, you were right, friend. Turn into 47th, please. Again, Bert? We just came around the block. Come on, come on, come on. Turn before the light changes up. Okay. That's what you want. Traffic's so heavy, it'll take us ten minutes to get to 6th again. Uh, you doing piecework, Grace, or do you work by the day? <laughs> I'm working by the day. But this is certainly a dull business. Well, what time have you got, Grace? Uh, 15 minutes to 11. You're fast. I've got 19 minutes. A little too early for lunch, Bert, don't you think? Sector Able 12. Sector Able 12. You have a 1033. Hey, that's Sector a 1033 Able 12. robbery in progress. Sector Able 12 is us. You have a 1033. It's us. You learned your lessons good, Officer McKenzie. 47th Street, 25A West, 10th floor. Hey, get the lights in the siren. That's just right ahead. Hit the brakes. What units are responding? You stay in the car. Call in and tell them we're responding. Okay, okay, Bert. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Only five minutes. You gotta do it. Deputy! He went that way, officer! He's got a gun! Okay, okay, stay where you are. Stay out of the hall. Elliot, out of the hall. Hey, 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 cop! Here, right here in the closet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on, come on. Shut the door. Okay, put the cuffs on me and let's go. Hey, where'd you ditch the wig and the glasses, huh? Garbage can. Garbage will be picked up by the morning. Not to worry. Come on, let's go. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Where's the loot? You're supposed to give it to me and I'm... Yeah, yeah, look. Signals change. The stuff is already mailed in four pre-stamped manila envelopes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Blast told me... The change was... is mine. He didn't want to put you in any trouble. Look, if you don't have the stuff and I don't have it, we're in the clear. So, so where was it mailed to? Where? I don't know. I didn't look at the address. I just filled the envelopes like I was told to, sealed them, dropped them in the mailbox at the end of the hall. Goes right out down to the first floor. Three o'clock mail pickup. I see. Look, what are we waiting for, copper? Take me out of here. Throw me in the slammer. Come on, I'm your prisoner. <laughs> Oh, come in, Bert. Yeah, come on in. I'm on uh, long distance to San Francisco. I'll be with you in a minute. Hello? Yeah, yes, I'm still here. You got them? How many? Six, good. Jules International Limited, huh? <laughs> Fancy name. And then now, we want you to send us all you've got on them, and we'll send you what we've got. Right. Uh, bye, Inspector. Yeah, sit down. Uh, sit down, Bert. Thank you, Captain. I want to tell you, I think you've done a superb job. Oh, thank you. Best kept secret in all the years I've been on the force. Had to let Lieutenant McInerney in on it at the last minute. Mike Culligan's new boss, you know. To get his cooperation on the Arizona thing. But uh, outside of that, <laughs> well, even your wife didn't know. 
thought you were in trouble. <laughs> she was about to divorce me. When I spoke to her just ten minutes ago, she sort of broke down. Well, then she laughed and came immediately to your defense and said she never believed you were anything but good and decent. <laughs> it sounds like her. I, uh, I did give her a bad time, though. Well, I think we have the whole case wrapped up. You heard my conversation with San Francisco. Your thief is going to get a little surprise when his lawyer gets here. We found the wig and glasses, and there'll be no trouble getting absolute identification. Postal authorities cooperated and found the envelopes containing the diamonds, all $750,000 worth. Hmm. Well, I hope you're proud of your efforts. Uh, yes, sir, but I, I still have one worry, sir. No? Maybe we jump too quick, and the big shot, uh, Blass's boss, will be warned and take off. No, no, no. Your idea to flush him out worked. Sending out word that Mike was going to Arizona trapped him. He immediately got that information back to Blass. What he didn't know is that we had suspicions he might be the leak and put the arm on him right after he got the word out. Who was it? A man by the name of Reach. Works for the company who handles our electronic maintenance here at headquarters. He had access to all our information. And he yielded to temptation. Then he wasn't the big boss. No, no. I'd say a small but important cog in Blass's operations. Blass is the big man. And we'll have him within the hour. He doesn't know that he's in any trouble? Not an inkling. Everything was done so swiftly and without fuss that Blass couldn't possibly know. Lieutenant McInerney sent Mike Culligan to make the pinch. Mike? Uh, any backup? Mac didn't think he needed any. Blast would be taken by surprise and... No, 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 no. He's dangerous, Captain. He'd just as soon kill someone as, as talk to them. Who's there? Open up, Harry. It's me, Bert. Come on in. Quick. Look, I told you that we had to stay away from each other. Hey, I see you got yourself all packed. Like you're uh, going away. Hmm. Shame to leave this gorgeous apartment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, orders from the boss. What's up? Trouble? Look, uh, don't be worried about your cut, see? Uh, you'll get it as soon as they get the stuff in Frisco and uh, d dispose of it. I'm not worried. It all went off perfect. Look, uh... I know how you feel about the bread. I, I, I can give you a kind of down payment on your share. Yeah, I, uh, I got some cash right here. In, uh... Yeah, don't touch that drawer, Blast. Turn around. Nice and slow with your hands up. What's the matter with you, Bert? Mike Culligan came here. Not more than 10, 15 minutes ago. Came here? Why? Don't give me a performance, Blast. He came here to pick you up. What happened? Look, Bert... You, you, you and me, we're partners. <laughs> Whatever gave you that idea, punk, you walked into a setup. We've got all of you, including your plant, your mole, at headquarters. Now, where's my colleague, Mike Culligan? Uh, how should I know? Uh, a little while ago, somebody came to the door. He banged on it, but I didn't answer. He went away. Yeah, he would have never gone away. He is in this apartment. Oh, yeah? Well, uh, go ahead. Look around. He, he is in here. What's in this other room? Nothing. Take a look. Don't move. I'll open the door. 
Oh, Bert. Bert, Mike. I'm hit. I'm hit. Mike. Blast. He's going to get away. Get him, Bert. Mike, I can't leave you like this. I'll, I'll call for an ambulance. You're a cop, Bert. Get him for me. I'll be all right. Okay, Mike. Blast. I see you. Down the stairwell. Stop or I'll shoot. Stop. Come on in, Bert. Uh, I'm awake. Uh, doctor says I can only stay a few minutes. Oh, boy, I owe you a big apology. Man, was I wrong. Captain Sullivan, well, he was in this morning. He told me you made detective. <laughs> yeah, the slow way. You got a big citation, too. Mayor's going to present it in front of City Hall with everyone watching. <laughs> yeah, that's something I tried to get out of, but uh, Helen said I got to... You know what the mayor's going to say to you? Nothing's worse than a dirty cop. <laughs> no, Bert. He was here today and I talked to him. He's going to say, there's nothing better than a clean cop. Detective third-class Bert Gilbert stood on the steps of City Hall with his head slightly bowed while the mayor read the citation. He was embarrassed by all the ceremony. Then he glanced up and caught the look in Helen's eyes as she watched her husband being honored. And he knew then that the look was worth all the embarrassment and discomfort. I'll be back shortly. So ends our tale the blood-red ink. Bert Gilbert and Mike Culligan had the fire and ambition in them to make something of their lives to gain recognition from their fellow men. Their names were not to be found on the negative side, the blood-red side of the ledger. Their names in great block letters could be found on the positive side. They had achieved what most men want, the knowledge that they had received the recognition for a job well done. Our cast included Fred Gwynn, Terry Keane, Lord Batista, and Bob Caliban. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Raven House Paperback Mysteries. She was going to paint the king. He was going to set it up. And they were going to split $10,000. How was all this to come about? Find out tomorrow night when the CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents The Wedding Present on 1230 WCOL. 30 WCOL Columbus, 72 degrees downtown. It's 11 o'clock.